Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. They say it's in your blood, a game that can't be won, only played. A love affair. It satisfies the soul and frustrates the intellect. The greatest game ever played. Golf. It's real. And this is Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, son of legendary golfer Billy Casper. Talking golf with you for more than two decades. And now, here's Brian and Bob. Well, thank you very much and welcome into this week's edition of Real Golf Radio. And wow, was that the sound of a bomb being dropped? What in the world happened this week? In the evolution of the PGA Tour versus Live, who would have ever thought that we would have seen this week a television news announcement with Jay Monahan and the governor of the PIF Fund sitting side by side announcing that the two entities are now going to create a super entity that will rule and control the game of professional golf? I mean... Wow, Bob, when I got up that morning and started seeing what was happening, I, I had to, my mind was spinning to the point where, wait, it's not, no, April Fool's is indeed in April. Okay, yeah, it's exactly. June, it's June 6th. Um, what, what is it like National Punk Your Friends Day on Twitter? What is going on? <laughs> and sure enough, come to find out, that is exactly what happened. I mean, there, 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 in some ways, there's no words. Now, we've had some time to process this, but yeah. to you and your initial reaction. Well, I I don't know. It <laughs> it was like, you know that little emoji where your head's blowing off the yeah. top? Oh, that's yeah. what it was for me. That was mind-blowing, that's for sure. Uh, it was definitely mind-blowing. Uh, definitely weird to to see this transpiring and uh, and what it means to the game of professional golf. It was basic, basically stood on its ear, professional golf, against or away from everything that we thought it could be or would be. And uh, having said that, you know, the players' meeting wasn't too great, and they didn't like it. This literally could be the week that the PGA Tour and professional golf changed forever. Now, yes. some will say that's going to be for the better, but time will tell. So we will talk about that. Rex Hoggard from Golf Channel will join us to talk about that. We're supposed to be preparing for next week's U.S. Open. <laughs> it's the preview show. We'll do that on the back nine because we want to talk about that as well. It's going to be a fantastic week, although somewhat taken over by this news that is just unprecedented. We'll get into it all next right here on Real Golf Radio. 
Are you looking to improve your baseball swing? You need the Rip Grip Pro. Co-created by Dodgers AAA star Drew Avins, the Rip Grip Pro will help you stay palm up, palm down, and pull the barrel of the bat through the zone instead of pushing it. Check out Drew's videos at ripgrippro.com and you'll see how this can help you or the baseball player in your family improve your ABs. Get the adjustability in your swing that you need. Go to ripgrippro.com. That's ripgrippro.com. Staples has everything you need to help run your small business. Shipping supplies and services to help move orders out the door. Print marketing services so you can print signs, banners, and presentations fast. And now during Staples Small Business Deal Days, you save 50% when you buy any combination of five or more boxes, mailers, and shipping tubes. Plus, find new deals for small business in-store every week. Keep your business running right and safe at Staples. Offer valid in-store online order pickup and Instacart. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Concord, New Hampshire location. Prices may vary. N71. Progressive presents an ad from mom. When you bundle your home and auto insurance with Progressive, (laughs) bundle, that's a cute word. What? Read it again. Okay. When you bundle your home and auto insurance with Progressive, you get round-the-clock protection. Oh, that's darn good. Because once my sister Dottie, my older sister Dottie, her basement flooded. Get round-the-clock protection when you bundle and save with Progressive. It's easier than getting your mom to make this radio ad. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Collectible Exchange is the most trusted sports memorabilia company in the country, carrying game-used, autographed, and other one-of-a-kind items. Founded by collecting icon Brandon Steiner from Steiner Sports, they can also help you evaluate, authenticate, and sell your sports collectibles. Check out CollectibleExchange.com and use code RADIO20 for 20% off between now and Father's Day. With over 150,000 items and over 80 pro and college athletes selling directly to you. That's code RADIO20 at CollectibleExchange.com. This is Ron Barr. I've got a great suggestion for you. Father's Day is coming up, and if you really want to give him something I know he'll like, give him the Omaha Steaks Dad's Favorite Grill Pack. I guarantee he'll say, wow, this is great. Your dad doesn't need another electronic gadget. Just visit omahasteaks.com, type in sports in the search bar, and order the Dad's Favorite Grill Pack for just $99.99, and you'll get eight free burgers. Your gift package includes bacon-wrapped fillets, boneless pork chops, gourmet jumbo franks, and boneless chicken breasts. And for a sweet finish, you'll get delicious caramel apple tarts. Trust me, I've had them all, and your dad will love them, and it's a Father's Day gift you and your dad will always remember. From experience, I can tell you Omaha Steaks isn't just steak. It's the best steak of your life guaranteed. So surprise your dad with something both of you can enjoy and never forget. That's omahasteaks.com, keyword sports. It's the ultimate Father's Day gift. Now, back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. It's brought to you in part by Black Desert Resort in St. George, Utah. You heard us from there uh, over Memorial Day weekend. All 18 holes of the Tom Weiskopf Championship Design Course are open. Go to blackdesertresort.com where you can book your tee time today. The Black Desert experience includes breakfast, your snacks and drinks on the golf course, lunch afterwards, and, of course, your uh, 
cart and uh, greens fees around an amazing new golf course, one that you are going to want to experience. Go to blackdesertresort.com. Exclusive real estate opportunities are available as well. And of course, uh, the announcement was also made last week that the LPGA Tour will be making its return to Utah at Black Desert Resort in May of 2025. Historic announcement, new course, getting lots of attention, and uh, certainly anxious to see how the best uh, players in the world take on Tom Weisskopf's final design. BlackDesertResort.com. All right, thanks again for being with us here on what has been a wild week for sure. Bob, you have, you and I have both done uh, multiple radio and television interviews around this thing. Let, let me just start with this. There's a lot of people, or some people anyway, that have kind of jumped all over us and kind of thrown us in there with the Brandel Chambly watch of, you know, is real golf going to be okay? Or are they going to recover from this? I'll let you speak for yourself. Here, here's my thing. As a okay. as an American, as a as somewhat of a not somewhat as a patriotic American, one that is has love of country, it's hard for me to understand the politics around Saudi Arabia, their involvement in human atrocities, including those created against our own great country here. And so, what does that mean to go into business? I'll also say that I don't pretend to understand the full landscape that goes around with a company or, or excuse me, a country like Saudi Arabia and their investment into the world economy. And we've discussed this throughout the last couple of years. Um, so there's that. So I don't, I don't love the fact that basically all of professional golf is now being funded by this Saudi investment group. Mm -hmm. The the other side that is that the reason I didn't like the live deal to begin with, there's that. The second part of it is the way it fractured professional golf. In my, and I've said this over and over, golf is a small pie in the sports world. No one benefits from the fracturing. The fans don't benefit, the sponsors don't benefit, the tours don't benefit from separating the very few superstars in our game. Okay, And I say that mm-hmm. with all due respect to the rest of the players. But there are a few, and they carved a few of those out and put them on the CW that nobody could watch. I also didn't appreciate the disloyalty to the PGA Tour, and I think this is a big one for you, given the fact that your dad was one of those that started the PGA Tour. One can argue that it was the stage, speaking of the PGA Tour, that showcased their talents, meaning the players, which led to their appeal and ultimately receiving an offer from Live Golf for all of that money, and then they sort of flipped the tour off on their way out the door. And I, I just, that didn't really settle well with me. So for those reasons, and it still doesn't with me, right? I don't, I, I don't, I didn't like what happened through the live deal. Okay. So, so that I'll just state that straight up that, that has been my reasoning for not loving live. Well, now Jay Monahan and the live group, the, the, the Saudi PIF fund, they're, they're partners in what will somehow be NDP world tour too. It's, yep. Yes. Yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to leave them out. They're partners in what is to be this new world golf group that we're yet to be named. Right. So right. tell me uh, that that's my thought. What, what's uh, what's your, what's your take? You know, there's a lot of interesting tentacles about this whole thing. Um, there's the lawsuit, you know, initially that lawsuit for antitrust was uh, put forward by the players and one by one, those players, left and then before all of them left the Saudi um PIF fund and and Live Golf jumped in as one of the one of the players in that antitrust lawsuit um I think 
I think part of this has come about um, after some time with the powers that be that stood together. They didn't want to open up the cookie jar. They didn't want to let people know what was going on with the Saudi PIF fund and all that kind of stuff. And the PGA Tour didn't want anybody knowing what was going on um, with with the PGA Tour. Nosing and in their up business. Their books. Yeah. What? Nosing and, in their and business. what was going on in their business. Okay. So we've got that part that's kind of this underlying current, I think, um, that's going on. Then we've got Saudi Arabia, who's been a um, a friend of the United States for the last eighty years. Eighty years. That's a that's a you know that's a um, a relationship that the countries have had together. So there's that part that forms into it as well. Um, and then you know there's there's just all the little things. The the golf league, Greg Norman. Uh, Phil Mickelson, probably smiling like a Chester cat right now, um, saying to the world, I told you, I told you this was going to happen. I told you we're going to have leverage. Um, it, it just makes me, I don't know, it's almost like since the day it happened on Tuesday, it almost makes me feel sick to my stomach. So are you <laughs> upset so much that Normans and Mickelsons are giving you the I told you so's? Or what is it that, that is really that really upsets you about this whole thing? Well, I think, I think part of it is that we were told one thing by the commissioner of the PGA yeah. tour a year ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, this tour live golf has this week is the first event they played one year ago. Okay. Now we're a whole year into it. We were told by the PGA tour and, and Jay Monahan that, you know, we'd never have to apologize or the players would never have to apologize because of the atrocities that that uh, Saudi Arabia had portrayed on its people, um, you know, and and on and on and on. And now it's autom- an automatically 190, 180 degrees in the opposite direction, and we're buddy buddies. And my question is, how are they going to make it right? How is this this the PI fund going to make it right? For the players that chose to stay with the PGA Tour, how are they going to make it right um, with the amount of money that they're going to probably infuse into the PGA Tour? Um, it, there's there's just so many questions and so many things. We know that 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 um, Mon, Jay Monahan's going to be this the CEO, um, and but the PIF guy is going to be the chairman. The chairman. Um, the PGA tour is going to have the controlling interest and is going to set up everything within the ropes between the ropes at, at events and, uh, officiating and all that kind of stuff. But there's so many different things that are just, as they call it, this framework. And there is so, so, so much more to learn going forward. It's almost like how it's all going to work out. That's right. It's almost like they announced here's, here's what we're doing. And then. And now we're going to go and figure out how to make it happen, right? Yeah. Uh, and but, then the other have... thing is, is how they kept everybody in the dark. Mm. And it kept everybody secret. I mean, the Player Advisory Council is just that. They're supposed to know what's going on. And nobody knew. Nobody I... knew with, with the Live Golf guys. Nobody knew with the PGA Tour. Rory didn't know. Norman didn't know until right before the announcement on CNBC it's it's crazy how this all has transpired 
under the cloak of darkness. And you mentioned something, and I think what you hit on was what the players are feeling because I spoke with one of them uh, who called it the worst of betrayals. That was his quote. The worst of betrayals. When your leader paint, and this is what he went on to say, I said, did I asked him, is, or do you feel betrayed because of the money or because of the, the principle of it all? What is it? And he said, when you're, leader tells you one narrative for a whole year that these guys are the bad guys and that they're a threat to your tour and that you need to remain loyal for legacy and be on the correct side of history and all of those type of things. And then you turn on Twitter all of a sudden and there he is with the so-called bad guy announcing his alliance with him and that your tour that you thought you had a say in suddenly is part of that other group and that all these players that left are going to be welcomed back. You know, that, that was the part of it that just felt like a huge betrayal, according to this tour player. And it it, it really is. So that all has to get sorted out. I agree with you. One of the main questions that I have coming away from this is how will PGA tour loyalty be reconciled, be compensated, the Rory's, the Rom's, you know, the tigers, the guys that stood there, you know, Spieth and JT, the guys that stayed loyal and 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 flew the flag, the PGA Tour. Yep. How are they going to be compensated for what they did? Wow, that's an interesting question. Rex Hoggard, Golf Channel, has been on this story from the beginning. He joins us with an insight next. Stay tuned. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-817-2968-800-817-2968-800-817-2968 That's 800-817-2968 If you're moving to another state, you're getting a fresh start in a brand new town. And when you choose a moving company to help get your valuable possessions to that new home of yours, you want somebody that's going to take care of your things like you would. That's why you need to call Colonial Van Lines. They're America's number one moving company for a reason. Because they'll take care of your things like they would their possessions. They'll use caution so nothing gets damaged. And they won't treat you like a number, they'll treat you like a friend. And when you call now on a qualified move across state lines, they'll give you a $250 discount. Move your things the right way. Call Colonial Van Lines now for a free quote. Call now to learn more about this special $250 long-distance move discount. 800-847-0225. 800-847-0225. That's 800-847-0225. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, 
If you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable. Priced at only $297 for a full pair. And no, these are not simply amplifiers. These are ultra-high quality, ultra-reliable hearing aids, priced thousands less than other hearing aids. They fit right in your ear. Nothing shows on the back of your ear. And at only $297 for a full pair. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number. Call now. 800-278-1738-800-278-1738-800-278-1738. That's 800-278-1738. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. One day you'll get it. Here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you here on Real Golf Radio. And, uh, uh, yeah, a lot has happened as we've talked about this week. We had a chance to catch up with Rex Hoggard, who's a senior writer for GolfChannel.com. You can also see him in all the, the television coverage as well. And he's been on this story with Liv ever since it broke, and it was great that he could spend a couple of minutes with us. You know, the day after the news, which barely had a chance to settle. And uh, here's what he had to say. Rex, it's been quite 24 hours uh, since the news broke and stunned the golf world. What, what do you make of it so far? I think we're still digesting. I mean, there's a lot of parts that we don't know. This is just a sort of a tentative agreement. The commissioner made that pretty clear that, look, now they have to kind of dig in, and the real work starts now. I, I will say, so the three things we know are all significant, and probably the first and foremost is all of the litigation between Live Golf and the PGA Tour is over. They're going to drop all, all of the various lawsuits that are going on right now. Uh, the public investment fund, Saudi Arabia, is going to financially back whatever this new entity, there is no name for it yet, is going to be. The PGA Tour will be involved in that. And then the players who joined Live Golf and were suspended, there will be a path back for them. Like, but there are no details. We don't know what that would look like. That's essentially all we know, and those are three really big things. Well, there's no question about it. I, 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 I'll ask you this. I already know the answer. But how in the world <laughs> could this have – I mean, you couldn't have seen this coming. It felt like maybe the, the two entities were further apart than they had ever been, and then all of a sudden, bam, this happens. How is something like this in today's world – how does it get done with such secrecy? Uh, I think it has everything to do with compartmentalization. And as best I can tell, and I feel like this is a pretty good estimate, five people in the world knew about this before the news broke uh, Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern time. And that would have been Jay Monahan, the commissioner of the PGA Tour. The two board members who kind of shepherded this deal for the PGA Tour, it's Jimmy Dunn and Ed Hurley, and the governor of the Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia, Yasser, and I'm going to not do a very good job on his last name, so I'm not even going to try it. Rahmania, I think is how it's pronounced, and then Keith Belly of the DP World Tour. Those are the only people that knew about this, by all accounts, at least going into Tuesday morning. There's various reports that maybe Rory and Tiger found out Monday, the day before, but that's how you keep things secret. Because if you tell a secret to someone else, it's no longer a secret. So I think that is a short answer to your question. And it sounds to me like there were a lot of moving parts up until the very last moment from what Jay Monahan told reporters on Tuesday that the agreement wasn't even finalized until Monday night. Hmm. So how, how do you think this all came about? Do you think it was because of the vulnerability of 
of uh, the court case and on both sides? Uh, do you think um, there was other things that led into it? Um, uh, what what happens? I'm, I'm going to ask you about a couple different questions. What happens to Greg Norman in all of this? Does he get cut off at the knees like he did before with the World Golf Championships and that kind of thing? What are some things that, that go along with this, do you think? Uh, a lot of pieces to that. I will go to uh, and, and why, I guess, is the ultimate question. Like, why do we end up here when we yeah. seemed, as you pointed out, so far away? And I would totally agree with you on that. And the answer, I actually got it from a player who's on the pack. And I would argue, or I would contend, it, it's a two-fold conversation. One is the lawsuit that you mentioned. And, look, that was going to be a huge drain on resources for the PGA Tour. And the, and the PGA Tour is not hurting for cash. We can all agree with that. But when you start talking about lawsuits that are going to lurch into years, and as I pointed out, they had spirals into, I think there was right now six separate discovery suits going on in six separate courts around the country. On Friday, just of last week, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals agreed to heal uh, here, the public investment funds appeal to a motion, and now is going to add another year to it. All of those things sort of were building up to the idea that whether or not if the tour thought they were going to win this lawsuit or not, at some point you have to realize, is it worth it? Like when you consider what we're going to look like on the back end, is it even worth going through this time and this expense? So I think that was one part of it. I think the other part of it is sort of the landscape. And I would argue at the moment, the PGA tour has the better product and look, you can debate it and I don't want to get into it with folks on Twitter about this, but the tour product is better right now. But if you're Jay Monahan and you're sitting down and you're looking at what the landscape might be 10 years from now, and you realize that the funding behind live golf, the public investment fund is virtually virtually limitless. And can you compete with that over the next decade and confidently sort of convince yourself that you can come out ahead? I think the answer to both those questions was no. And, and that's why we ended up where we are right now. Rex Hogger joining us here on Real Golf Radio. I'm curious, uh, what do you, and that's a speculation at this point in time, but how do you suppose the hierarchy will look for these respective tours? Will the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour feed into some sort of new Super League, do you think? Or do you think it's going to be business as usual for the most part on the PGA Tour with some sort of integration of uh, some team live aspect uh, along the way? I think the actual PGA Tour will remain what it is right now. I mean, one of the few things that were clear in yesterday's release in the memo that was sent to players that the actual running of tournaments, what they called inside the ropes, the day-to-day operations, the tour will still have control over that. The policy board will still have ultimate say on that. What this new entity looks like and how it gets, let's, let's say, zippered in to the PGA Tour schedule, that remains up in the air. And I hate doing the thing, and I've done it a couple times now over the last 24 hours, but I hate doing like the sports radio thing where the coach needs to be fired. Like that to me is ridiculous. Like I, I don't know, you know, what the players are thinking. I don't know what management's thinking. So I, I hate calling for someone to be fired, but I keep going back to a conversation I had with a player who had joined Liv last year in London during the BMW PGA. And I asked, is there any sort of reconciliation? Can we meet somewhere in the middle? And on the record, this player said, mm, can't imagine how we do that right now with the current leadership. And then I turned my recorder off and we went off the record. And I said, you were talking about Jay Monahan. I said, but the same applies for Greg Norman. And he said 100%. And this has yeah. nothing to do with, are they good leaders? Are they good people? Like, it has nothing to do with that. I'm not judging them at all about what they are or, or who they are. This has everything to do with just the realities of where we are right now in the world. And Jay Monahan spent the last two years talking about legacy and talking about, do you want to be associated with something like the Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia? And Greg Norman spent the last two years bad-mouthing the PGA Tour and talking about how bad that model is. Can you have either one of those people in charge of whatever this entity is going forward and have any confidence in them? 
Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of that's big question. Really interesting point. Yeah, big question. Exactly. Um, you know, last week on the broadcast um, and in the interviews, Jack Nicholas said that uh, he's not worried about the players on LIV because he didn't feel that they were part of the game that was the PGA Tour anymore. And now he comes out and says live merger is good for the game in, in a statement. Um, has anybody heard anything from Tiger or Rory at all and what their thoughts are? Uh, can I lift the veil? We're talking on, on Wednesday. So uh, Rory is scheduled to talk on Wednesday. Uh, we haven't seen, I haven't seen the press release or any video clips from it. Uh, it will be interesting to hear what he had to say, what he knew and when he knew it and how he sort of comes in on this. I, I think there's probably going to be a lot of takes that don't age well. You referenced Jack from last week, and that's clearly not going to age well. There's been plenty of takes from Jay Monahan that have popped up on Twitter the last few days and also didn't age well. And again, this goes back to my question. Like you, we had a very clear line that there was one side and there was the other and the leaders on both sides and, and the people around them were very outspoken. Certainly Rory has been very outspoken on this one. So it's hard to imagine how this is going to come together. It, this is completely of Jimmy Dunn's making and he is a very influential person in golf. He's the president of Seminole golf club. He knows how to work in business circles and they picked the right person, but man, he still has a lot of work to do. Rex Hoggard, Golf Channel, joining us here. So one of the big questions I think still remains, and we've alluded to this, and you mentioned the kind of uh, coming off of Rory, how do you suppose the PGA Tour loyalty will be compensated or reconciled? Because there's a lot of players, Rory, obviously the face of those players, that stood up and, and took all the criticism, all the questions, defended the flag, if you will, over the last couple of years, and then only to be turned around and, and, and seemingly unknowingly uh, have, have a merger take place right, right under, underneath them, sort of pulled the rug right out from underneath them. I just, it, it, it almost feels like those players, maybe they're saying, or, or this move is saying, should have taken the money, should have grabbed it while I could, I still had a chance to come back. I, I think there's going to be some reconciliation that needs to take place. How does that happen? I think you're right. And if you were a player, and, and look, we can do a lot of examples. I keep going back to John Rome because I feel like he's the, the best example here. Here is a player who was clearly going to get a huge payout if he wanted to join Lip Golf. Chose not to. Chose to stay with the PGA Tour. A player who has remained very, very close with the players who joined Lip Golf. He's been, he's been asked a lot about Sergio Garcia in recent weeks in the, the Ryder Cup. A player who wasn't critical of Liv Goff and yet stayed loyal to the PGA Tour, found a way to stay in the middle of the road, and yet now he's faced with this reality that we don't know what it's going to look like, but if these players are now allowed to come back to play the PGA Tour, play in the major championship, playing in the Ryder Cup, they are going to have to be made whole again. It's the way one person put it yesterday that I thought was a good way of saying it. What that looks like, like how do you justify that now to John Rahm? And, and if that's the case, then okay, if Lipgoff would have offered him $175 million to join, is that what it takes to essentially pay him off? That's a dirty word. I don't like using it, but I can't come up with a better version. I mean, it's going to be complicated, and I'm not quite sure how it's, what it's going to look like because there's so many different personalities involved. Last thing I'll ask you, Rex, on this, uh, and obviously this will continue to be a topic going into next week at the U.S. Open, but what do yeah. you suppose, what kind of game is Piff playing right now? I mean, they obviously just got themselves a seat at the table with ownership in the professional game of golf. W where do they go with this? What's the, what is the, what's the end game for them, do you think? A winning game, I would say. I mean, if you look at, and again, there's so many different layers of this. I, there's a couple of interesting elements that, 
is live golf as an entity. Is that what we move forward with? Or is this new entity, which they referenced in the press release and hasn't been named yet, is that going to be the focus and then live golf sort of fades away? I mean, you have to wonder, was that the plan all along? Was, was the plan to get in the game all along, get a seat at the table, which essentially Piff has right now, just to throw this out there and pick away at the, at the existing ecosystem until finally they just can't withstand it anymore. That seems like that was the game. And if, if that was the plan all along, then they win. Because now the governor of the PIF is, now has a seat on the PGA Tour policy board, which means he now has a vote. He has a seat at the table. If he wants world ranking points, he is part of that conversation for his event. All of this yeah. goes to the idea that this is what they wanted, and you have to sort of tip your cap. Look, you cannot like them. There's a lot of politics and a lot of things that go into this that make a lot of people uncomfortable, but you have to at least recognize that, man, this is what they wanted and they got it. Mm. Yeah. 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 Interesting. So as Brian, Brian said, next week is, uh, the U S open at LA country club. Uh, um, we had an opportunity to play there in the media day, and I'm sure this is going to be a top on the top of the list for all the guys that are, are going to be at those press conferences conferences and and that type of thing but tell us your thoughts about uh la country club uh what you thought about the golf course and how do you think it's going to be received and how these guys are going to play on it uh i think it's going to be such a cool spot you guys were out there we all saw it together and it's it felt like a very different u.s open venue to me uh, i was kind of taking how wide the fairways are but then once you played them you realize there's so much sort of movement that it, it could be a 50 yard fairway but effectively it's only 25 yards wide because the way the ball is rolling by all accounts, if it plays the way they want it, typically just hard and fast, which I think is what they normally get this time of year in Los Angeles. It could be so much fun to watch. And it's, it's, it's going to be a different open just because of the layout of the golf course. It's going to be a different open because you're right in the middle of Beverly Hill. I'm like what a cool spot. And I was kind of working on a story about this last week. I write Monday on golf channel.com. And I, I sat down with Jamie Mulligan at Mirrorfield village to talk to him about it. And he's kind of a dean of LA golf. He's been the pro at Virginia country club for works with Patrick Cantlay and used to work with Max Homa and all the LA guys. And I've never seen Jamie so proud or smile or just be so filled with joy because of the open is finally coming back to Los Angeles or coming back to Los Angeles. Actually, I should say, and that is such a cool thing and it's going to be a different vibe. And I think people are going to love it. Do you think the guys are going to take it low due to the different conditions, or do you think this is going to beat them up? I, I sort of can see both scenarios happening, Rex. I mean, on one hand, I'm like, yeah, these guys are going to torch this place. And on the other hand, I'm like, this thing can chew them up, especially with the way those greens and some of the pin locations. And as you mentioned, if, you, if you're if you just off and you roll into some of that rough or, or especially get caught up in the, the entanglement of the, the crazy fescue that surrounds the bunkers, uh, you know, it could there could be some big numbers out there. I think so. Now, when we played, and you guys can attest to this, that it's been a really cold and wet spring in Los Angeles. I think they call them atmospheric rivers, and I I ran into them a couple times uh, early in the year. And uh, it's Bermuda Rough, which is what we have here in Florida. And it just hadn't been warm and hot enough to to pop. And so when we played, there wasn't much rough. But they were confident, and I I think by the time we get there, there'll be just enough to make a difference. It's interesting. I asked two people. uh, One of them kind of went to the idea that it will be – sort of one of those 10, 12, 13 under U.S. Open. That it, it will be difficult, but it'll be fair, and the guys will be able to go out and at least shoot halfway decent numbers. But then I asked Patrick Cantlay, who 
probably has the most experience on that golf course of anybody that's going to play it. And he completely rolled his eyes at that idea because that, mm. that person doesn't know anything <laughs> about the, the golf course. So I think if they get it where they want it, if they don't get any rain, if the rough has popped, I think it's going to be one of those even par places because you're right. You can get sideways really, really quick. Interesting. Well, yep. it'll be fun uh, for sure. Rex, thanks so much. And you've been awesome uh, covering this story since the beginning with Liv. And um, it, it is sort of unfortunate that it's obviously taken over the Canadian Open. It's going to spill into the U.S. Open. But uh, hopefully by this time next week, on the weekend, we're talking more about balls in the air than we are things outside of the ropes. But uh, good stuff as always. Great coverage on Golf Channel and always a pleasure to visit with you. Appreciate you guys having me on. You got it. Rex Hoggard, Golf Rex. Channel. Check him out on Twitter as well as at golfchannel.com. We'll take a short break. More of the show next. Everyone expects distance from their driver. We're shifting the paradigm to deliver far more than that. We constructed the first ever 360 carbon chassis. It's 44% lighter than titanium, shifting weight to actively enhance both distance and forgiveness. Now you get 15% tighter downrange dispersion in our longest driver ever. This is the new paradigm in performance from Callaway, the kings of distance. We all love heading to St. George for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What's been missing is a Scottsdale-style golf resort where you can stay and play and own your own residence. That's why we're building Black Desert Resort at Entrada, offering exceptional amenities from a spa, world-class dining and shopping, water park, and a Tom Weiskopf championship golf course. It's literally an outdoor paradise. Find out about exclusive real estate opportunities available now at blackdesertresort.com. This is not about splitting hairs. It's more precise than that. It's knowing to one one thousandth of an inch that every layer of every Chrome Soft is manufactured precisely, which we confirm with proprietary 3D X-ray. Precision technology is not an industry standard, but it is ours. You can hope your ball performs consistently, or you can know it will with precision technology. Chrome Soft, better for the best, better for everyone. There are currently 2 million American spouses and children whose family member was killed or disabled in defense of our country, which is why I founded the Folds of Honor, providing educational scholarships to the families of 1% of the Americans who protect our freedom. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Please join our squadron today. Your $13 a month speaks volumes and changes lives forever. It looks like a blade. It feels like a blade, but it performs unlike any other. The new Odyssey Tri-Hot 5K is a radical departure from traditional thinking. With multi-material construction, a shallow CG, and MOI over 5,000, we've actually made the blade forgiving. The days of sacrificing performance for looks and feel just ended. The new Tri-Hot 5K, it's a blade unlike any other. From Odyssey, the number one putter on tour. Sometimes, less is more. Like creating a revolutionary new raw face to maximize spin in every possible condition. But other times, more is more. Like taking the most aggressive groove in golf and adding even more advanced wedge technology. Like optimized tungsten weighting. It takes true innovation to deliver pure spin in its rawest form. The new Jaws Raw from Callaway.
back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. Thanks to Rex Hoggard for joining us here on Real Golf Radio, and welcome back to the show. It's brought to you in part by Callaway Golf and the new Paradigm family of drivers. Check out Paradigm, Paradigm X, and the Triple Diamond, which is uh, the one that I'm enjoying these days, keeping that ball nice and low, penetrating ball flight, and it's super forgiving. Check out CallawayGolf.com. That would be an unbelievable Father's Day gift there at CallawayGolf.com. A new Paradigm driver, perhaps? Mm, happy Father's mm. Day to whoever gets that one. We appreciate you being with us. Boy, sure is a lot to unpack. And as we promised, it is U.S. Open preview. So we are going to get into that on the back nine, hour number two. Be sure to stay tuned for that. Now, as all this is unfolding throughout the week, we've had the opportunity to catch up with some of these people. You just heard from Rex. And Bob, you asked about Rory McIlroy. Have we heard anything from Rory? And of course, you know, at the time... We hadn't yet, and then later uh, that day, we actually heard more from Rory McIlroy. So uh, let's talk about some of that and then try to clarify some of the points that have continued to roll out throughout the week. Here's what Rory had to say about how he initially found out about this new deal. I learned about it pretty much at the same time everyone else did. Um, and yeah, it was a, it was a surprise. Um, I knew there had been discussions going on um, in the background. I knew that uh, lines of communication had been opened up. Uh, I obviously didn't expect it to happen as as quickly as it did. Um, But I really think that, you know, from what I gathered, the tour felt they were in a real position of strength coming off the back of the DP world winning their legal case in in London. Um, It sort of weakened um, the other side's position and... Um, you know, they went in there and, you know, the way Jimmy described it, you know, Rory, sometimes you got too itty over water and you just got to go for it. And, you know, that's, that's, uh, you know, that's what, that's what they did. And, um, you know, I think ultimately when I try to remove myself from the situation and I look at the bigger picture and I look at 10 years down the line, you know, I think ultimately this is going to be, um, it's going to be good for the, the, the game of professional golf, I think it secures the, uh, it unifies it and it, and it secures its, its financial future. So, um, you know, there's, there's mixed emotions in there as well, uh, as, as there's going to be. I don't understand all the intricacies of what's going on. It's a very, um, uh, what's the word, uh, you know, there's a lot of ambiguity. There's a lot of things still to be um, sort of thrashed out, but, um, at least it means that the litigation goes away, which has been a massive burden for everyone um, that's involved with the tour and that's playing the tour. Uh, and we can start to work toward, you know, some sort of way of of unifying the game at the at the elite level. There you go. That's Rory's initial reactions. Of course, he did get a call from Jimmy Dunn. And what we've learned since that point in time, Bob, is Jimmy Dunn was instrumental in architecting this whole yes. deal. Yeah. So basically how it all came to pass was at 7, 10 a.m. on April 18th, Jimmy Dunn sent a WhatsApp message to Yasser Al-Ramayan. And uh, he basically said, my name's Jimmy Dunn. I'm a member of the Tour Policy Board. I'd, I'd like to have an opportunity for a call and hopefully a visit. And that started the process going. Yeah, it's really interesting. So they they basically, as you heard Rory say, they felt like they were in a position of strength and that there was an opportunity uh, there. Now, uh, this is uh, Rory talking a little further about the structuring of this. Whether you like it or not, 
the PIF are going to keep spending money in golf. At least the PGA Tour now controls how that money is spent. You know, so I'd, you know, if you're thinking about some, you know, one of the biggest sovereign wealth funds in the world, would you rather have them as a partner or, the, or an enemy? Um, at the end of the day, money talks, and you'd rather have them as a partner. Yeah, I mean, what do you say about that, right? Well, yeah, exactly. And and basically, um, it came down to um, the PGA Tour almost getting everything that they wanted. The PGA Tour will still be called the PGA Tour. But Jay Monahan is now the commissioner that over also oversees Live Golf. And it's up to him whether he wants to keep that going. They still have the partnership with DP World Tour. And he has told um, Yasser that he will evaluate Live at the end of the year. Well, what about Live? Here's Roy's comments. So the one thing that uh, I think was really misconstrued last yesterday was, you know, all the headlines were... PJ Tour merges with Live, and Live has got nothing to do with this, right? I mean, it's the PJ Tour, DP World Tour, and the Public Investment Fund are basically partnering to create a new company. So that's it. It's this new company, nothing to do with Live. So you know, th- th- this still brings up a lot of things, right? What about you know all of the you know, and Rory had even talked about it, uh, how it, how Jay had galvanized the whole group against this one so-called bad guy, yeah. and then now all of a sudden you're partnering with this so-called bad guy, and so there's a hypocrisy there. And you know, w- what about all the supposed you know blood money and everything? Now it's just okay. So that there's there's a lot to unpack there, and I think there's a lot of people, players, fans. Uh, media questioning. There's a lot still to be, to be unpacked, but you know, it, as Rory said, money talks. I, I, I guess that makes everything go away. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to get hung up on all of that, but it is certainly something that will continue to play itself out in the coming weeks and months. Yeah, and the thing you have to understand, you know, Jay Monahan made his comments about um, the the Saudis and the PIF fund and everything like that, but Jimmy Dunn. Okay, this guy was right in the forefront of what happened on 9-11. He had an office, an investment office, up on the 104th floor of the South Tower of of the World Trade Center. And he was playing that day in a U.S. Open qualifying when the airplanes hit, hit the towers, and he lost every one in his business. So this guy understands what's going on he said there's not a day that goes by that he doesn't think about these people and these families at least three or four times a day and apparently if you i mean it's so again it just depends on what side but obviously there's some perspective there so uh the players what about the players rory rory had this to say the future of the pga tour looks brighter as a as a whole as an entity you know what that looks like for individual players in terms of keeping a tour card and, you know, bringing players back into the fold and then that, you know, sacrifices other people. That's, that's where the anger comes from. Right. And I, and I am, I understand that. And like, I, there, there still has to be consequences to actions. You know, the people that left the PGA tour irreparably harmed this tour started litigation against it. Like we can't just welcome them back in. Like, that's not going to happen. And I think that was the one thing that Jay was trying to get across yesterday. Is like, guys, we're not just going to bring these guys back in and pretend like nothing's happened. Like, that is not going to happen. 
All right. So there you go. What do you think about bringing the players back, Bob? Well, I think the PGA Tour in, in this agreement, um, Jay Monahan is has control over Live Golf. And if those guys think they're going to come back in without any repercussions, then they're sadly, um, they're sadly uh, thinking up the wrong, up the wrong tree. Um, those these guys are going to have to be um, either abide by the rules of the PGA Tour if they want to come back, or they have to go to Plan B. And there is no Plan B right now because Piff has jumped out and is not going to be part of live any longer. It's that is overseen by the PGA tour. So having said that um, there's a myriad of ways that, that this can go about where they're going to have to pay fines, all that kind of thing. But the players, according to Jay Monahan, the players are going to be made whole and there's some creative ways that it can be done. You know, the PIF fund um, it's what um, I don't, um, how many millions of dollars, 10 million dollars or something like that a year? Billion. Oh, what? The PIF fund or the, the PIP fund. Oh, PIP. So Sorry, maybe yeah. they tell Sorry. the players, Hey, you can't ha- you can't be a part of this for the next 10 years. And that frees up a billion dollars to pay these top guys for remaining loyal. PIP and PIF. There's all kinds of different uh, acronyms of that stuff. we have to sort through. Different story. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you said PIF and what are they? Seven hundred plus billion. So uh, a little different than the Seven, PIP, yeah. PIP fund, which is the Player Impact yep. Program, which is uh, <laughs> pl- paying players out to promote basically the PGA Tour and, and the exposure and positive exposure they give. So, all right, there you go. There's there's some things to think about, some things to digest. I thought that's Rory's initial reactions, and uh, we'll hear more from him coming up on the back nine as well. Stay tuned. We'll wrap up hour number one. Coming up, you're listening to Real Golf Radio. Here's a simple solution for you. If you have back pain, knee pain, or any other pain in your body, it's as simple as drinking a glass of water every day. Your body is over 60% water, and drinking the best water you can get is crucial for your health. Echo Antioxidant Water, developed by Synergy Science, is the best water you can drink, and it's only available through this special radio offer. Over 1,000 research studies have shown that the powerful antioxidant used in Echo Antioxidant Water can reduce inflammation, improve brain function, help you sleep better, and boost gut health. With just two glasses a day, you can experience these benefits right from the comfort of your home. Some people have even replaced their morning coffee jolt with Echo Antioxidant Water. Call now and learn which Echo product by Synergy Science is right for you. We offer free shipping and a full 30-day money-back guarantee. Change your health by simply changing your water. 800-944-1789. That's 800-944-1789. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them. And it's proudly made in the U.S. USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. 
800-437-8217. That's 800-437-8217. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down. 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. One day you'll get it. Here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, wrapping up hour number one. I just wanted to play this one more as uh, Rory was asked, because I think this is a big thing, and you touched on it, Bob. There's, there's got to be some ways to make the uh, to reward the loyalty to the guys that stayed. Should the golfers who maybe stayed loyal and turned down live, should they be made whole financially? <laughs> I mean, the simple answer is yes. The complex answer is how does that happen, mm-hmm. right? And that's all that's all gray area and up, up up in the air at the minute. But yeah, there's, you know, it's hard to it's hard for me to not sit up here and feel somewhat like a sacrificial lamb and you know feeling like I've put myself out there and this is what happens again. Removing myself from the situation, I see how this is better for the game of golf. There's no denying that. But for me as an individual, yeah, I. There's just going to have to be conversations that are had. All right, there you go. There's going to be conversations, and I think it's an important step, right? Because I, it's hard. Yeah. In all the conversations I've had this week since this, since this all opened up was, boy, uh, how would you like to be the guys that stayed back and didn't take the money? It feels like they made the, bat, the wrong decision here. So you don't want them to feel like they made the wrong decision by being loyal. Else, why would they have loyalty going forward in right. on this tour, right? Yep, and Jay Monahan said their loyalty will be rewarded, and he said, we don't know how it's going to happen right now, but he said that's something I look forward to being more specific about as this agreement gets taken care of. Well, I think that will ultimately be whether or not he saves his job. Stay tuned in the back. Hey, sports fans, this is Andy Dorf. Check out my show, Dorf on Sports, Byline Sunday, each and every Sunday, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific time on Dorf on Sports, on the Sports Byline USA radio network and sportsbyline.com. You're listening to the Sports Byline USA broadcast network. USA News, I'm Richard Johnson. It looks like Ukraine's forces are on the counteroffensive. With Western weapons and NATO training, Ukrainian forces are moving. 
NBC correspondent Raf Sanchez is there. There is intense fighting underway at this hour along this hundreds of mile long front line in the east and south of Ukraine, including just east of where we are now in Zaporizhia. Ukraine's deputy defense minister says Russian forces are on the defensive here in this region. But Sanchez's sources would not say exactly where the fighting's happening or what Ukraine's immediate goal is. The air remains bad, very bad, in much of the eastern USA. Bad enough for these New Yorkers to dig out their COVID masks. Well, some of them. I have to say it got me into a little bit of a funk. I should have a mask on. Breathing in, you, you can still feel a little bit in your chest. One big victim of the bad air today is air travel. Nearly 2,000 flights nationwide already delayed or canceled. Both Democrats and Republicans in the House are not happy with the far-right Republicans who have blocked bills from reaching the House floor this week for votes. When they get over their little temper tantrum, uh, they need to show up to do their job uh, come Monday. New York Republican Mike Lawler on the Freedom Caucus members' delays to protest the debt ceiling and spending bill agreed to by House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Lawmakers in Alabama must try again to redraw the state's seven congressional districts now that the U.S. Supreme Court has upheld a ruling that says the current district lines discriminate against Alabama's black voters. One of the most influential men in Christian politics is gone. Christian Broadcasting Network founder and 700 Club host Pat Robertson transformed his 1988 presidential bid into the Christian Coalition, which campaigns for conservative candidates. Robertson, who died at his home in Virginia Beach, was 93. This is USA News. Mornings were made for better things than rheumatoid arthritis or RA. Zelgen's tofacitinib is a pill for adults with moderate to severe RA when tumor necrosis factor blockers did not work well or could not be tolerated. Zelgen's can help relieve joint pain, swelling, and help stop further joint damage. Zelgen's can lower your ability to fight infections. Don't start if you have one. Before and during treatment, your doctor should check for infections like TB and do blood tests. Serious, sometimes fatal infections, cancers including lymphoma and lung, blood clots, serious heart-related events, tears in the stomach or intestines, and allergic reactions have happened. People 50 and older with heart disease risk factors have an increased risk of death. Tell your doctor if you've had hepatitis B or C, have flu-like symptoms, are prone to infections, or have ever had a heart attack, stroke, clot, or other heart problems, or swelling of lips, tongue, throat, or hives. Ask your doctor about prescription Zeljans. Visit Zeljans.com or call 1-844-ZELJANS. Dozens of protesters showed up at the Utah State Capitol to object to a suburban Salt Lake City school district removing the Bible from some school libraries. A parent used Utah's new book-banning criteria to show that the Bible's filled with sex and violence, and the district agreed. For years, the FBI has been looking to move out of its headquarters building in downtown Washington. As for the preferred choice... A document from sources on Capitol Hill shows reasons why the FBI prefers the location in Virginia, according to WUSA 9. Proximity to its training academy and other facilities in Quantico could play a huge role in the final decision. The three sites the agency is choosing between are located in Springfield, Virginia, Greenbelt, Maryland, and Landover, Maryland. A decision on the location for the estimated $2 billion project that would house over 7,500 FBI employees could happen at any time. I'm Rebecca Hughes. A security worker at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles is apologizing for tipping over a woman's food cart last weekend. It was never my intent to harm any kids if they were if they were harmed. 
Um, so I express my apologies to them. I just hope everything that everything can be okay moving forward. But Marvin Carroll was fired from his security job after while telling vendors to clear out after a Saturday concert, he flipped over a cart that injured a 12-year-old girl. I'm Richard Johnson, USA News. This is Ron Barr. Be sure to check out Sports Byline and the 8-Side Network's outstanding 8-part podcast series, Behind the Barrier, Voices from the Negro Leagues. Here, Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, and others share their stories of the Negro Leagues, the challenges that the players face, and the importance of Negro League baseball to the game's history. Behind the Barrier is available now on the iHeart Podcast Network and all podcast platforms, including Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, and Pandora. Check out Behind the Barrier. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Well, we have nine more holes to go, so how about you two fellas follow me to the 10th tee? On to the back nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper. Two players down the middle on the tempo. Here's Brian and Bob. Yeah, thank you very much, and welcome into the back nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob, Twitter handles at Real Golf. We are going to transition here on the back nine to a little bit more of our U.S. Open preview edition, which this was scheduled to be, before the entire professional golf world got turned on its ear Tuesday morning. Wow. You heard from Rex Hoggard in hour number one from Golf Channel. Nobody saw this coming and has thrown us for a loop, so... I'm sure that that will slip back in, Bob, as we and we'll wrap it up with some thoughts. If you're tuning in to hear our thoughts on that, we will post our whole hour number one on our Twitter feed at Real Golf, and you can search for us wherever your favorite podcasts are found. But here in the back nine, we're going to welcome in America's favorite caddy. Of course, he produced the yardage book for the players that they'll be using at the U.S. Open next week at LA North, and get his thoughts on the golf course. Started going through it last week, and I said, "Whoa, mm-hmm. big fella, we got a week to go before we completely Settle break this down." <laughs> so, uh, so we're gonna we're gonna get his thoughts, and then we had a chance at, at a U.S. Open Media Day about a month ago to visit with John Bodenhammer, Chief Championships Officer for the United States Golf Association. Visited about Pebble Beach as well as about L.A. North. You'll hear the L.A. North conversation and and uh, his thoughts on the. U.S. Open returning to Los Angeles for the first time in 75 years, which is pretty remarkable. Yeah. And the first time yeah, that is. we're going to see it here at L.A. North. Yeah, it's going to be a, a phenomenal test, in my opinion. The interesting thing is it's going to be a smaller uh, U.S. Open with less um, fans or people watching on site. Uh, be cut down from about forty to 50,000. 
and all the tents and uh, suites and stuff, those those are going to be limited and we're going to see more um, or uh, amount of people that are going to be there about 22,000. So um, it's going to be kind of interesting um, to be able to be on that golf course with that many people as far as a U.S. Open is concerned. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think that's going to protect the sight lines. It's going to showcase the golf course. And I think a lot of yep. people are as anxious. So I talked to a guy just this week who he's taking his family out. They're going to go see this. His, his family's from there. And he's always wanted to see L.A. North. And so this is his opportunity. He's, he bought the ticket. And he'll be on site. And uh, we're excited to be on site all next week as well. And we'll give you uh, some more of our updates. Uh, follow us at Real Golf for our coverage of the U.S. Open. 123rd edition. We'll get into it all next. On hour number two, you're listening to Real Golf Radio. Are you looking to improve your baseball swing? You need the Rip Grip Pro. Co-created by Dodgers AAA star Drew Avins, the Rip Grip Pro will help you stay palm up, palm down, and pull the barrel of the bat through the zone instead of pushing it. Check out Drew's videos at ripgrippro.com, and you'll see how this can help you or the baseball player in your family improve your ABs. Get the adjustability in your swing that you need. Go to ripgrippro.com. That's ripgrippro.com. Staples has everything you need to help run your small business. Shipping supplies and services to help move orders out the door. Print marketing services so you can print signs, banners, and presentations fast. And now during Staples Small Business Deal Days, you save 50% when you buy any combination of five or more boxes, mailers, and shipping tubes. Plus, find new deals for small business in-store every week. Keep your business running right and safe at Staples. Offer valid in-store online order pickup and Instacart. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Concord, New Hampshire location. Prices may vary. N71. Progressive presents an ad from mom. When you bundle your home and auto insurance with Progressive, (laughs) bundle, that's a cute word. What? Read it again. Okay. When you bundle your home and auto insurance with Progressive, you get round-the-clock protection. Oh, that's darn good. Because once my sister Dottie, my older sister Dottie, her basement flooded. Get round-the-clock protection when you bundle and save with Progressive. It's easier than getting your mom to make this radio ad. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Collectible Exchange is the most trusted sports memorabilia company in the country, carrying game-used, autographed, and other one-of-a-kind items. Founded by collecting icon Brandon Steiner from Steiner Sports, they can also help you evaluate, authenticate, and sell your sports collectibles. Check out CollectibleExchange.com and use code RADIO20 for 20% off between now and Father's Day. With over 150,000 items and over 80 pro and college athletes selling directly to you. That's code RADIO20 at CollectibleExchange.com. This is Ron Barr. I've got a great suggestion for you. Father's Day is coming up, and if you really want to give him something I know he'll like, give him the Omaha Steaks Dad's Favorite Grill Pack. I guarantee he'll say, wow, this is great. Your dad doesn't need another electronic gadget. Just visit omahasteaks.com, type in sports in the search bar, and order the Dad's Favorite Grill Pack for just $99.99, and you'll get eight free burgers. Your gift package includes bacon-wrapped fillets, boneless pork chops, gourmet jumbo franks, and boneless chicken breasts. And for a sweet finish, you'll get delicious caramel apple tarts. Trust me, I've had them all, and your dad will love them, and it's a Father's Day gift you and your dad will always remember. From experience, I can tell you Omaha Steaks isn't just steak. It's the best steak of your life guaranteed. So surprise your dad with something both of you can enjoy and never forget. That's omahasteaks.com, keyword sports. It's the ultimate Father's Day gift. 
back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. Welcome back. This segment is brought to you in part by Black Desert Resort in St. George, Utah. Check out blackdesertresort.com where you can book your tee time. All 18 holes are open for the all-new Tom Weiskopf Championship Design golf course there at Black Desert which recently announced that an LPGA Tour event will be coming to Black Desert in May of 2025 so uh, be sure to book your tee time now see the golf course that will be a tour course and it is uh, you know Obviously, the resort is still under construction. There's real estate opportunities available, something you're probably going to want to be a part of. But get down there, check it out. The golf course is in phenomenal condition. It really is a tremendous layout, and what a legacy. The 73rd and final design for the great Tom Weiskopf, now Hall of Famer Tom Weiskopf, well-deserved. And uh, it'll, be a, it'll be a place that will celebrate Tom his design, and his career uh, with the Club 73 there. Check it out at blackdesertresort.com. It's U.S. Open Preview Edition. We know there was a big announcement. We spent the last hour and the last week really talking about it, but and we'll get into it a little bit more on and our, our thoughts on that in the final segment before we close this hour. But let's talk a little L.A. North, the 123rd U.S. Open. And there certainly, Bob, will be a lot of questions around what does this mean for the game of golf with this new merger on the PGA Tour with with the PIF fund? There'll be a lot of conversations to the U- and questions to the USGA about the ball rollback that is still yep. a big part of the stories in, in the fabric of golf this year. So look at the changes that essentially are on the table or are happening this year in professional golf. We're talking about a completely refacing and direction from, from the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour. We're talking about potentially going into full bifurcation with a tour ball that's different than what yep. the amateurs are playing. So there's a lot of things that I think that are that can really shake things up here in 2023. Well, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see what uh, um, that golf ball kind of being rolled back, so to speak, is going to entail, and um, just how much it will entail. And through this comment period that we're still in, um, how the players the players aren't happy about it. It was talked about a, about a week ago, um, or so with with the players from the USGA, and then all the manufacturers what the, what they're going to do. And you know, uh, will they accept it? Will they say no? We're not going to build that ball, or, or what's going to happen? Will the PGA Tour do a, a model local rules also, or a, or a local rule saying that we're not going to do it? Um, so that, that will be interesting. Wait a minute. Are you I, saying that they're going to do a model local rule to supersede the model local rule? Well, the PGA like, tour can do a local rule. I just, I just threw the model in there because that's the term we always use. Now, I know, but, but my point just, is I, I, a negative, negative is a positive, positive, negative, negative. I mean, I'm getting back to my, you know, <laughs> math classes in high school. All I'm saying is it's a local rule, meaning the PGA tour can just yeah. choose not to adopt the local rule. Absolutely. And then the golf Absolutely. ball remains the same for the tour players, for the PGA yep. tour, right? Exactly. That, that's, that's the interesting exactly. thing. But then, but, then, but then when it comes down to the major championships, you might see them, um, you know, Augusta and the U.S. Open and PGA and the Open Championship all saying, well, guess what? We're going to be using the, the limited ball, so to speak. So that'll be interesting to see. But th- I'm excited about this U.S. Open. I'm excited to be in Southern California in the L.A. area and uh, to see this golf course and how these guys play it and to see how how the fans receive it. Uh, it's going to be great on television. It's going to be great uh, being there on site. And 
at 7,500 yards, I think it's going to be everything that these guys could possibly want. And a par 70 to boot, of course. And so, look, this U.S. Open has the makings to be everything that a fan could want in a U.S. Open. The setting is tough to beat. You're right in the heart of Beverly Hills, Los Angeles. Okay, You are at a historic club at LA Country Club and LA North, which is often, especially by golf course architect, you know, fans, you know, hailed as one of the greats of all time. And also an exclusive club that rarely opens its doors. You don't see pictures or video so much of of the club and, and it's going to be wide open to the world next week. So I think for all those reasons, it is going to be uh, a thrill for golf fans. Now, you mentioned there'll, there'll be about half the numbers on the grounds. That's only a, a, a bummer for those that are trying to get out to L.A. to watch it in person. For right. everybody else that is going to be watching it on television or on an app or something like that, it is going to show maybe better than any U.S. Open, given that the great views of the homes that line uh, the... Uh, the fairways there around Beverly Hills, the skyline of downtown LA in the, in the distance, mm-hmm. all of those views will be protected and, and will be uh, showcased, you know, throughout the, the coverage because there will be very, it'll be limited on the grandstands and the corporate hospitality tents and all that sort of thing. So I think it's going to be a lot of pure golf. And I think you're going to see a lot of great shot making. And what I mean by that is, is as Rex Hoggard said in hour number one, yeah, they are wide fairways. But how, all I heard about was how wide the fairways were. I didn't hit one for about five or six holes. Because if you <laughs> don't... a lot let's, of slope and run to the fairways. That's no right. Doubt. Well, let's give an example. I believe we, we started out on the 13th hole. It's a 507-yard yeah. par four. And the fairway sort of canters left to right, if I'm remembering the, the hole that's correctly. Correct. And so correct. if you... I, I hit a shot that, is, for all intents and purposes, was, was... Let's say it hit the middle of the fairway. But I had a little bit of a cut on it going with the slope. And guess what? It's 10 feet into the rough, right? Yeah. There's no way that ball is going to hold. The only way you could hold that fairway is if you shaped one back into that slope and chased it up the slope, causing it to slow down and stay in the fairway. So I think it, effectively they're smaller fairways than what they are in actuality. Yeah, no doubt about it. And as the caddy told us, the the golf course, they've turned the water off on the golf course as far as the fairways are concerned and they're going to dry these things out there's not very many venues in uh in u.s open championship golf that have these bermuda or common bermuda fairways and because of that um the golf course gets a little bit um it gets a little bit softer or or it holds the ball a little bit better and and now they're trying to dry it out and make it the typical u.s open where you get bounce and roll and run um, and that's going to be exciting to see this golf course play that way. I think there's some people that are wondering what is what's the best places to go watch. What are you going to look at? What are the momentous holes? And I kept thinking about the uh, the the short par three fifteenth hole that is listed yeah. at one twenty four can play as short as eighty yards. I think about. Yeah the drivable par four sixth hole at 330 yeah. yards that you can take it across the corner, a, a true risk reward and followed up by the way, by nearly the same shot that is a par three. Uh, it is a little shorter 284, but still felt like yeah. uh, felt like to me in a lot of ways, a tougher shot uh, on seven than it did on six. And so uh, man, and then not to mention the fact that they've grown up these, this, this, this fescue like rough surrounding the greenside bunkers. You're going to, mm-hmm. if you miss that green, 
you're praying to be in the bunker. It'll be the bunker will the sand will be a welcome place so long as you're not hung up in one of the uh, all that fescue on the side. And I think you're going to see some really awkward, ugly, you know, hack out situations if you get we in the wrong see spot. Double hits this time too. Well, double hits are okay now. It's not a penalty anymore. <laughs> so they can go uh, ahead and they can go ahead and double but, hit. You know, whack there's, away. there's also there's also that barranca that runs through the property and how that's going to play with. Um, drives off the tees. You know, you talk about number eight. Number eight is another one where a par five that you've got the branker down the right-hand side and a fairway that slopes hard left to right down to a kind of a flat area on the right side. Um, if you get if you get too far right, you know, you've got the big trees in the branker there, and that branker comes into play in a lot of different on a lot of different holes. So that's that's going to definitely be one of the things the guys are going to have to steer clear from. Oh, there's no question. And then the final three holes, they it's 1,500 plus yards for three holes and they're yeah. all par fours, right? You go 542 on the yep. 16th, 520 on the 17th, and then 492 uphill on the 18th hole. So yeah, that right. finish is going to be super strong. And by the way, that's right after you have your lob wedge out, you know, on, on 15, hitting that little yep. um, feathery little little pitch shot. So I do think it's going to showcase the ball striking. I don't know why, but, uh, you know, I mentioned to someone the other day, this could be kind of a Tommy Fleetwood special, you know, kind of those guys that are just real ball strikers and, and yeah. you know, a lot of stingers off the tees and things like that. I'm not picking Tommy necessarily. I'm not saying that he's the winner, but it just reminds me of a little bit of a scrappy kind of guy that's going to knock it around and, and uh, you know, kind of similar. I, th- I think Shinnecock is maybe a little bit yeah. similar to what we saw out there, right? I mean, in, in, in effect, the, the Shinnecock was a little wider that way and, and has some similar characteristics in my mind. Watch I, out for the SoCal boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Hey, the caddy's going to join us next. We'll get his take on LA North as we continue our U.S. Open preview edition. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-817-2968. 800-817-2968. 800-817-2968. That's 800-817-2968. If you're moving to another state, you're getting a fresh start in a brand new town. And when you choose a moving company to help get your valuable possessions to that new home of yours, you want somebody that's going to take care of your things like you would. That's why you need to call Colonial Van Lines. They're America's number one moving company for a reason. Because they'll take care of your things like they would their possessions. They'll use caution so nothing gets damaged. And they won't treat you like a number, they'll treat you like a friend. And when you call now on a qualified move across state lines, they'll give you a $250 discount. 
Move your things the right way. Call Colonial Van Lines now for a free quote. Call now to learn more about this special $250 long-distance move discount. 800-847-0225. 800-847-0225. That's 800-847-0225. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, if you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable, priced at only $297 for a full pair. And no, these are not simply amplifiers. These are ultra-high quality, ultra-reliable hearing aids, priced thousands less than other hearing aids. They fit right in your ear, nothing shows on the back of your ear, and at only $297 for a full pair. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case, and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number, call now. 800-278-1738-800-278-1738-800-278-1738 That's 800-278-1738. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. One day you'll get it. Here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back. It's Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks for joining us. It's time for America's Favorite Caddy. There are bag rats, and then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Yeah, the caddy joins us every week here on Real Golf Radio. We're trying to get a little fancy with him this week. We brought him into our Zoom call, so uh, he's part of the room, not just on the phone. How about that, caddy? How are you? Well, if I prepared my club pro like this guy disguise, I'd be visual. But <laughs> caddy's a little, caddy's a little. Caddy's a little tired. I, I'm not sure why. I, I I must maybe I didn't sleep well. A little tired. Well, it's 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 yeah. normal that you wouldn't sleep well on the what is nearly the eve of the U.S. Open at L.A. North. I mean, how exciting is that? Yeah, it's going to be real interesting to see how the course plays. Everybody, I think everybody's excited about it. This has an interesting one where. You know, a lot of people are ex- obviously excited about a major championship, but this is a golf course that you just don't get to see. Like, people just are curious to see the golf course in and of itself, so I think that's going to add a cool element to it. It'd be like, uh, yeah, there's there's another one on the East Coast that everybody would probably like to see the U.S. Open played at. Mm. But I think you cannot expect that one to ever happen. <laughs> that will not happen. I've had the pleasure of playing it a few times. I, I haven't played it with the new uh, Gilhans redo. I played the old course, old style, and I had it in my top five. Absolutely. Really? Yeah. Well, the Gilhans redo yep. is, is spectacular. Yep. What have you heard about the course as far as how it's shaping up for the event? And are you still making any type of tweaks or anything like that in the books or anything? 
the books are there. I spoke with Jeff Hall uh, a few days ago, and I asked him about the rough on the bunkers. I said, are you guys going to, is it going to be as bad as it is right now? And he said, no, we're going to stop watering the course and we're going to, we're going to let that grass thin out a little bit. He said, I just don't think it's a good thing if you lose a ball two feet off a putting surface. I said, yeah, that's probably not a good thing, but I'd enjoy it personally. Cause you know, <laughs> I'm a, I like a painful U S open as you know, I like, I like a lot of pain, but, um, yeah, it, I, I think a big question is how much does the Bermuda rough come in? By the time it's championship time, uh, that's a big factor, obviously. But it's a bomber's course. There's no doubt about it. Fairways are wide, and you can carry some trouble here and there if you're a bomber and get to some more downslopes and things like that. And um, I think it's I think it's a prime course for Brooks and Rory and Scheffler, uh, those guys who can really rom. I, I think it's. I think they're going to be licking their chops when they get there. Let's talk about some of those other players in a minute. But you talk about the wide fairways, and it was pretty clear that these are the widest fairways you'll see in the U.S. Open. But the actual width is not the same as the effective width is quite a yeah. bit smaller. Wouldn't, wouldn't you say? I mean, is that fair? A hundred percent. Number one is relatively flat where you land the ball. There's really – it's a downslope but it, it's kind of flat down, you know, left to right is flat, more or less. Uh, yeah. Two has a lot of bank. Uh, three has a funnel bank. Five has a spill off to the right. Uh, six is a just, I mean, we can we could do a whole show on number six. Mm-hmm, let's do it. Um, <laughs> eight has a big slope left to right. Eight, eight, eight has a big slope, but that's kind of a... That's kind of a sort of easy fairway to hit if you're hit a draw. Yeah, because you you don't have those trees in your way. If you're if you're a cutter, if you're a cutter, you're not going to like that tee shot at all. Because that's going to yeah, it's going to be running right with there. the bank, funnel right, right down yeah. into those trees. Yeah, and and the barranca. Well, you, yeah, yeah. So, but if you if you draw it off the tee, you're loving it because you can hook it into the left side and it'll just run right down in the fairway. So, ten ten. Ten's not. It, it's got. Ten's got a little bit of slope on it down to the left, but it's not. I don't think you know unless it's super firm, it won't narrow that. Hang on one sec, Caddy. Before we leave ten, how, I, how, how many guys will knock it out into sixteen and play it from there on ten? I don't think. I don't think you're going to see that. Okay. I just. I did that. I saw. I just I wondered don't. if anybody else might try it. <laughs> There's room to do he it. Did but that on purpose. You're taking oh, yeah. all. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, did you take on the bunkers or did you go right of them? Carried the bunkers right of them. <laughs> yeah, carried carried the bunkers and went right. Yeah. Will the guys carry yeah, the bunkers I, I, from the yeah, back tee? I don't think so. Oh, you could carry the first bunker on the right. Okay. From uh, from where they're sitting, and I'm pretty sure I'd have to check the book. Actually, all I was saying sure is, I thought I was dead, and I went over um, there, and there was a member, and he's like, "Hey, ball's right here," and I'm like, "Fairway, sweet." <laughs> I had a wedge in, I think. Yeah. But uh, okay, keep going. Twelve's a flattish fairway, but it's narrow and blind. And thirteen's got the spill off on the right. If you hit it far enough, it starts running down to the right there. Fourteen's, you know, that's more or less a flat fairway. Sixteen has that runoff to the right. If you really bomb it down the center, right center, it could run down there into the rough. And then at seventeen and eighteen don't have those runoffs. But yeah, what a what a brute force finish! It's uh, really a brute force finish, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah over fifteen hundred no yards it. on those. I mean, you've fours. got. Think about it. You've got, I think, 13 might be 496. I can't remember off the top of my head exactly. 
but you could bump it just a little and say you've got 13, 14. You got 13 starts with a five, but it's a par four. You got 14 starts with a six, but it's a par five. You got 16 starts with a five, it's a par four. You got 17 starts with a five, it's a par four. And 18 is the 496. That's just about a 500 yard par four. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot. It's like we have the green mile. This is like the green two miles. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. The miracle mile. And if, if you if you birdie the last three holes, then you get you get the you get to buy a property on the Miracle Mile, there you go. Boulevard, right wow. down the there street. You go. There, so and, and then and then yeah. Caddy, you got fifteen that can play anywhere from what eighty, 80 yards to, to one hundred and twenty five yards. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty wild little hole. That'll be interesting. I'd like to park myself right there That'll and watch be guys watch guys play that one. I'm telling you, I just have a feeling. I don't even know where this came from. But I think somebody's going to make a double bogey. This is really weird. Why am I saying this? Somebody's going to make a double bogey on 14 on Sunday, and it's, it's going to change the whole complexion of the championship. That's on my 14. prediction. The part on five. 14. Yeah, well, it's easy to do. If you get it lost yeah. in the trees right down what in call? those – Oh, I mean, you're – look, trust me, I've you, you can't hardly get it out of there. And it's not necessarily the easiest green to hit with a little wedge shot either and no. parts of it. It's, yep. You know, it's got little, and you don't want to go, you can't go over the green there. You can't go right to the green. Bob, how about the pin placement the day we played it? Just over that bunker oh, yeah. on that slope? And your caddy's like telling you, that caddy's telling you to play it, what, about three feet right? And you're like, really? <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was. You only had like a <laughs> And, and that's what I was going to say. That was my next feet. thing, is, is, the, is the way the greens have subtle and big breaks to them on these, on these greens. I think if if the rough stays up like it has been um, thick enough, I they're 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 good sized greens, but you're gonna have to you're gonna have to play pretty smart on a number of them on the pin placements, and then you're gonna have these thirty footers with a lot of break. There just aren't flat greens out there right, for the most yeah. part. There's there's general slope like on every green, right? So. You're going to have some long putts with a pretty good amount of break, and um, you know, Jeff Jeff was saying it's an interesting course because he felt like he thinks you're going to have a lot of four or five birdies and four or five bogey bogey type rounds out there. I would agree. That's with what that. he thinks. Um, and that's yeah, fair statement. Num- number one, I mean, number, number one's going to be hole. probably one of the nicer opening holes in U.S. Open history. It's you know, it's a birdie hole all the way, right? Yeah. Um, guys will be hitting irons in there too, so it's a real gentle opening. But then, uh, welcome to number two, mm-hmm. and welcome to number four, and welcome to number five, and welcome to number three. I mean, it's like okay, it's birdie hole number eight. Okay, eight's you know eight's not a eight, eight's a eight's a very birdieable it's probably hole. a birdie hole. Yeah. So yeah, I would say you if you're gonna the, yeah. unless you get the lie yeah. that Brian had in the Branca. Well, those guys aren't gonna miss that with a wedge. Like, oh, I you had. don't want to go left. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to go down <laughs> there. You're dead. That's a lot. It's a it's a you know if it's you not know, lost, it's you, a it's an unplayable. Well, you don't want to go left on eight, and a lot of California people do. So that's all I'm gonna say <laughs> oh, not to make wow. a comment or anything. Wow. Okay. You know, I'll give you that one. I'm just saying. There you go. I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, you said you wanted yeah. to talk about six. Let's do it. Let, can I? Can we have a little contest between the three of us? What's the uh, over under? On the scoring average being higher on six than seven, or seven than six, mm. sorry. seven than six. I'm saying I'm going to go over on seven than six. I think seven will play harder. Six is going to be 
Oh, at least a half shot harder. Are we talking about over par? Yes, over par. Over par. I think in relation to par. Uh, well, in real, yeah, I'll go with seven on that. Yeah, seven's going to play harder. Than and I won't. I'll go with six. You think six is going to play harder? And the reason I'll go with six is because guys can Bob, hit it down the left side and it hit a precise numbers. little wedge in there. The majority of the guys, oh, you the mean majority of the guys, they'll be you'll see guys hitting driver or three woods or drivers or whatever. But it's it's a it's a relatively easy hole if you play it down the left side. That's what I'm saying. No, 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 no. Sorry, you're missing. I, I'm saying I no, think that's where that's I think where, the par three is going to play harder also. over par. It's going to be a higher over par score than than six will. I think six is. Oh, I think I, seven then is harder I agree than with six. You. Yes. Yeah. Six is going to definitely play easier. Bob, let me translate for our listeners here what's going on. We've got <laughs> Brian saying that a 300 yard par three with a barranca to the right of it and trees blocking you from hitting a cut off the tee is actually going to play harder than a 268 yard to the front of the green par four. Okay. I mean, come on. Of course it is. Is that, am I being harsh? I'm no, a little tired. Not Maybe I'm a little hangry. I don't know. Maybe. How about this one? Will there be more others, doubles and worse on six or seven? Mm. Mm, that's a good one. I'm going to say six. Probably six, because guys will go for it. It's it's a big it's a big risk reward. I'm going I'm going with six. Yeah, yep. I'm going I'm going with more doubles on six. Yeah, yeah. I I have a term I I brought it in at Oakmont years ago, but I'm going to apply it. It applies to LA North on a couple holes. We have a couple drivable par threes out there. <laughs> back to back, actually. Drivable par threes, number seven and number eleven. They're mm. they're drivable, you know. Well, I, th- I, th- I thought it was a cute term, but it's I guess it's not over like a lead balloon on the show no, here. No, no, look. I mean, the only yeah. reason 11's not is because you can land it 20 yards short and then watch it chase right to the hole. Bob did that. It was beautiful. Well, it's a drivable par three. Yeah. 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 So, so uh, yeah, That how pretty is the fourth hole? The look at the fourth, that's what you, I mean, the stand on that tee and look down there. Stuck that on you? That is a beautiful hole. And by the way, <laughs> if no, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's Lionel's. Are we on a first name basis with him? He, yeah. I think that's his former house. If I think, I think if I'm not, I don't mistaken. know. They were all saying it's still his house. I, I think it'll yeah, always be the pretty, Lionel house. It's still his house. I got a feeling down deep I don't in know, my if you soul own that, that house. Do you ever really want to sell it? Yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> Guess I'm on my way. <laughs> oh man. Well. I'm easy oh. like a Sunday morning. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's the more popular yep. song, but I like. Stuck that's on gonna. It. That's gonna be whoever's leading the golf tournament on Sunday. Oh yeah, afternoon when they tee off, they'll be playing I'm that song like a Sunday they, morning. Oh, they'll be playing that song. Does anybody miss their tee time because of the traffic? That's in play. Yeah, it is definitely in play. It's definitely in play. No doubt. I think. I think we're having at least we're having a caddy late. We're having a caddy late because of the traffic on Thursday or Friday. I'm calling that right now. <laughs> can we get odds on that? I'll bet you can. I'll bet there's prop bets somewhere on there. You can find it. <laughs> caddy, good stuff. We can't wait to talk with you uh, so, from dude, LA North a- next week. Thank you, gentlemen. That was the caddy right here on Real Golf Radio. Good stuff. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned. Coming up next, uh, we'll continue with our U.S. Open preview. John Bodenhammer, Chief Championships Officer for the United States Golf Association with thoughts on L.A. North and the upcoming championship. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Everyone expects distance from their driver. 
we're shifting the paradigm to deliver far more than that. We constructed the first ever 360 carbon chassis. It's 44% lighter than titanium, shifting weight to actively enhance both distance and forgiveness. Now you get 15% tighter downrange dispersion in our longest driver ever. This is the new paradigm in performance from Callaway, the kings of distance. It looks like a blade. It feels like a blade, but it performs unlike any other. The new Odyssey Tri-Hot 5K is a radical departure from traditional thinking. With multi-material construction, a shallow CG, and MOI over 5,000, we've actually made the blade forgiving. The days of sacrificing performance for looks and feel just ended. The new Tri-Hot 5K, it's a blade unlike any other. From Odyssey, the number one putter on tour. We all love heading to St. George for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What's been missing is a Scottsdale-style golf resort where you can stay and play and own your own residence. That's why we're building Black Desert Resort at Entrada, offering exceptional amenities from a spa, world-class dining and shopping, water park, and a Tom Weiskopf championship golf course. It's literally an outdoor paradise. Find out about exclusive real estate opportunities available now at blackdesertresort.com. This is not about splitting hairs. It's more precise than that. It's knowing to one one-thousandth of an inch that every layer of every Chrome Soft is manufactured precisely, which we confirm with proprietary 3D X-ray. Precision technology is not an industry standard, but it is ours. You can hope your ball performs consistently, or you can know it will with precision technology. Chrome Soft, better for the best, better for everyone. For over two decades, First Tee has created experiences that build character. We believe every kid deserves to feel supported, safe to try something new, and to be prepared for what comes next. We develop their swing, but more importantly, their inner strength. Because we know what's inside doesn't just count, it changes the game. Come join us at First Tee. Visit firsttee.org. Sometimes, less is more. Like creating a revolutionary new raw face to maximize spin in every possible condition. But other times, more is more. Like taking the most aggressive groove in golf and adding even more advanced wedge technology. Like optimized tungsten weighting. It takes true innovation to deliver pure spin in its rawest form. The new Jaws Raw from Callaway. Back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. Thanks to the caddy for joining us uh, just a moment ago as we look forward to next week's 123rd U.S. Open Championship at L.A. North. And it was a treat to be able to be out there for the U.S. Open Media Day a little over a month ago to hear from the USGA and the, the membership and leadership of L.A. Country Club and some of the government officials in L.A. as well as everybody is excited to welcome the U.S. Open Championship back to L.A. for the first time in some 75 years uh, and the first time to LA North and we had an opportunity the next day at Pebble Beach of course as we were there for the U.S. Women's Open Media Day the following day to talk with the Chief Championships Officer from the United States Golf Association 
our good friend John Bodenhammer, and here's that conversation. So uh, 75 years since the U.S. Open has been held in the Los Angeles, California area. The time before it was at Riviera. Uh, now at, at, at L.A. Country Club, uh, the North Course. We had an opportunity to go around it um, in the media day. What a great golf course to hold a U.S. Open championship. Yes, I uh, couldn't agree more, Bob. I, I don't know why the heck we haven't been in Los Angeles for 75 years. There are, you know, there's a lot of possible reasons, and, but we're sure proud we're going back. And uh, I have a personal history with Los Angeles Country Club going back to 1985 and playing the Pacific Coast Amateur as a 24-year-old kid. I didn't know what I was stepping onto, but when I finished my first round there, I knew it was a very special place. Yeah. And I've always been someone that has appreciated great architecture and really thinking your way around a golf course. And that's what LA Country Club is. It's a magnificent piece of property designed by one of the game's geniuses in George C. Thomas Jr. with that routing with the landforms of Barranca throughout it. But I think LA presents something unique for us being pl- played on Bermuda grass, being that we hope the weather will cooperate. It hasn't yet th- this thus far, but if it's if it's if it uh, is uh, warm leading up to the Open, we'll get bouncy conditions. And I think I think folks will see a different U.S. Open than they normally would see. Wider bouncier and super exciting you're going to see crescendos around that golf course short holes long holes five par threes that measure everywhere from 303 yards all the way down to 80 yards we can play it think about that you know over 200 yards of variety just on the par threes par fours set up from different angles it's just going to be crazy good and we, we can't wait to get started john bodenhammer joining us here so when you talk about architecture in la this is going to be a first for a lot of people. I mean, the TV coverage is going to be unprecedented. Golf fans, I think, are excited to see this golf course. I mean, how would you describe it, and what can we learn for future golf course development or design by what we see and experience at L.A.? Oh, boy, those are, uh, those are good thoughts. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, um, I think as far as what we can learn, you look at what George Thomas did, it's natural. You know, you, it, there are a lot of elevation changes, but it, it, it is what was there. The Barranca was there on the property, and he created what he thought was important with risk-reward and playing over and around that Barranca. Uh, he left it there. It was natural. They couldn't move a whole lot of dirt in 1928. <laughs> moved a little bit, but, and they moved some, but in all fairness. But um, I think the naturalness of a golf course is, is really important, and uh, just the way it's been routed. And he's done a... A magnificent job in using the prevailing wind and, and the ground, and, and, it, and it's going to be special. And I think when you go there, the aura that is LACC, you know, you have this um, lush oasis in the middle of one of the world's biggest and most glamorous and glitzy cities, you know, the what is L.A., you know, with Hollywood and the celebrities and the athletes, and Rodeo Drive is just around the corner, and all of that uh, is going to make uh, for a special recipe that, you know, we've never had a U.S. Open there before. There's a lot of unknown, and I think that leaves a little bit of mysteriousness to it all. And uh, we think it's really cool. We think it's a great golf course, and we think we're going to get a great champion. All I know, I don't know who's going to win. I don't know who, what the winning score is going to be, but I know who walks up that 18th fairway with that magnificent clubhouse in the background. And the first time we've been there in 75 years, and on that golf course, they're gonna, that's going to be a life memory. Just like Ben Hogan, when he won in 1948, his first U.S. Open at Riviera. We'd never been there before for an Open. So it's a little bit similar, and I think we got a pretty good champion then. We'll get a good one this year, too. I think you just said a Texan's going to win. 
Is, maybe, that what I, is that what you maybe, heard? <laughs> maybe. The other thing you talked about in the media day at LACC is that this is going to be more of a smaller fan base that's going to be on property, 20, 22,000 people. And, and you learned some things when you were at Marion about the facility and not having to be this big, giant thing. You know, we really did, Bob. I, I think that um, our business model for 30 years was, you know, 40 to 50,000 on fans on site, paid admission, lots and lots of corporate presence. You know, you so the footprint, and then, you know, we need eight or nine acres yeah. for a broadcast compound yeah. now. It just, it's so big. And so some of the venues like Marion, LACC, the Country Club, which was great last year, you know, they kind of went away. And I think they, candidly, they were not on the USJ's radar because they were too small. They were too landlocked with residential uh, or whatever it would be. But I think in, in Marion, we proved that we could do it. And we got creative, and um, it opened the door to the country club that very year when we were up there for the amateur, right after Marion Golf Club. Mike Davis and I walked the golf course and, and said, this needs to have another U.S. Open. Thank goodness we did. And I think Los Angeles Country Club is that way, too. You know, we've been trying to be there for a lot of years. Uh, but we knew we could only be there if we really had a small sort of fan base because it's such a tight property in parts of it. Not all all over it, right? but around the Barranca, down on 17 and 18, 16, 17, 18, and, 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 and 2. And you just can only get so many people through where you get them out on 5, 6, 7. It's just they're just tight areas. So we just never thought it could work, but we're going to make it work in a magnificent way, and, and we're going to crown a great champion. It's a... You know, it's just one of those games. It's one of the game's special places, and uh, we're able to go, and we're gonna we're gonna do it in a good way. Yeah, it's gonna be a good test. I think all golf fans are in for a treat to see how the world's best players challenge this golf course, or how the golf course challenges the world's best players, huh? I, I you know, I, I think that's exactly right. And I, the way that I think of it, and I've read a lot about George Thomas. Certainly didn't know the man, but I, I certainly admire him. He, he worked with all the greats: Mackenzie, Tillinghast, Wilson. Uh, Flynn, Crump, uh, he was one of the greats, but he's often not lifted up there. And I, you know, I, I, I think um, who's going to win? And I think about what Thomas wrote about, you know, LACC, not unlike Riviera for the first time or Bel Air, all his creations. You really got to get around them a few times, not just once or twice, but a few times really learn the nuances and the strategies and the angles and where you need to land the ball on the ground and how it's going to bounce or how you play certain holes strategically that you wouldn't see at first glance. I think some of those guys like a Colin Morikawa or a Scotty Scheffler or a Cameron Champ are going to have an advantage, much like Matthew Fitzpatrick did. The Country Club was kind of that place last yeah. year with all of its rocky, craggly outcroppings. I think LACC will be similar with the Barranca. And, you know, it's just a gnarly, natural place. And if you've seen it a few more times than the next guy, I think you'll, you'll see those names contend. They may win or may not, but um, they'll, they'll, uh, they'll benefit from that. I love that. Of course, reference to the 2017 Walker Cup. John, thanks for your time. Thanks for having us. Uh, certainly look forward to it. What are we, I guess, uh, 63 days I heard today from Pebble Beach, and then we got to be just a little 45. less than 45 for, uh, for Los yeah, Angeles so Country Club. So that'll be fantastic. We appreciate it. We appreciate what you guys do for the game, and uh, let's go, uh, let's go uh, USJ at the Opens. <laughs> 
All right, that was John Bodenhammer joining us here. He's the Chief Championships Officer for the USGA, talking about the U.S. Open coming up next week at L.A. North. Bob, here we are. It's finally here. So much talked about. it's crazy. It's gone so fast. Yeah, the anticipation's (laughs) been been intense, and so many people are looking forward to seeing this one. Not only do we move on to the third major of the year, but like I said, I think this is going to be a special one for the venue. Of course, the venue always plays a factor in it, but it's very rare that you – just get a peek at one that you otherwise don't have the ability to see. So I'm anxious to see how this plays out. Well, you and I have had a plan- chance to play this golf course once before the redesign and once after the redesign. Now we've had an opportunity to play it twice, but this is a golf course that not a lot of people have seen. Um, it's always one that you hear about, Oh man, you need to play LA country club, the North course. Um, and so uh, yeah, it's going to be crazy. Um, 75 years since the U.S. Open was played in Los Angeles, and that was at Riviera. And um, it's really going to be interesting to see how this thing all sets up. Uh, only 22,000 fans are going to be able to be on site to watch this instead of 40 or 50. And, uh, you know, the, the, the suites, all the grandstands are going to be limited. Um, and... It's just going to show, it's going to be a great show, I think, as far as what the golf course looks like and everything that goes along with that. You heard Caddy talk about his conversation with Jeff Hall, who is the setup guy now, and he said he thinks it could be some four birdie, four four bogey type rounds out there, keeping it around even par. Do you think the guys are going to go deep, or do you kind of agree with that, that you'll see, you know, the golf course hold up to par? Well, I think... There's two sentiments. One, it could be really, really difficult, and you're gonna. It's gonna be around even par, or maybe a couple under. Then there are other sentiments that it could be on the other end of the spectrum, and it could be 12, 13, 14 under par. So, depends on the weather. Depends how the golf course dries out. Um, it depends on what what the guys are able to do on the greens. I'll tell you what. There's a lot of subtle, subtle rolls that when you hit putts, the ball continues to break and break and break. So it's, uh, I think it's going to be tough. Guys are going to have to do their homework. Matt Fitzpatrick, a year ago at the Country Club at Brookline, had some experience having won the amateur there. We've got some players with Walker Cup experience, and that's about it at L.A. North. Do you think those players have an advantage next week? I think they do. And, you, you know, when you're thinking about a golf course like this and the guys that play really, really well in Southern California, guys from Southern California that have grown up in it, uh, you know, Patrick Cantley, Max Homa, John Rahm, who plays Willow down at, down at uh, Torrey Pines, um, those types of guys are really, I think, going to play well here. Yeah, we'll see. Those are all good names. Colin Morikawa certainly comes yep. to mind as well Absolutely. from that Walker Cup team. All right, we'll wrap up the show next here on Real Golf Radio. Here's a simple solution for you. If you have back pain, knee pain, or any other pain in your body, it's as simple as drinking a glass of water every day. Your body is over 60% water, and drinking the best water you can get is crucial for your health. Echo Antioxidant Water, developed by Synergy Science, is the best water you can drink, and it's only available through this special radio offer. Over 1,000 research studies have shown that the powerful antioxidant used in Echo Antioxidant Water can reduce inflammation, improve brain function, help you sleep better, and boost gut health. With just two glasses a day, you can experience these benefits right from the comfort of your home. Some people have even replaced their morning coffee jolt with Echo Antioxidant Water. 
Call now and learn which Echo product by Synergy Science is right for you. We offer free shipping and a full 30-day money-back guarantee. Change your health by simply changing your water. 800-944-1789. 800-944-1789. That's 800-944-1789. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them, and it's proudly made in the USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. That's 800-437-8217. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. One day you'll get it. Here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back. It's time for picks for next week's U.S. Open. Bob, in the way too early predictions back in January, I had Xander Shoffley. How about this? He has played in seven U.S. Opens, and in six of them, he's had top seven finishes. I don't know. I think I kind of like the way Xander is playing. He is from Southern California, so maybe I'll stick with that. Although, you almost got to be crazy not to pick either (laughs) Scheffler or Rom. They're playing so great right now. Well, I had Max Homa thinking Southern California as well, but it's all about what have you done for me lately, and he hasn't done a whole heck of a lot. But Scotty Scheffler has, and that's who I'm going to take. 16 events played this year, two wins, two runner-ups, 13 top 10s, 15 top 25s, and uh, so I'm going to take Scotty Scheffler. And he was on that Walker Cup team, so he has experience. I I have a hard time not agreeing with you on that one, by the way. I'm sticking with it because... Shoffley helps from a long time ago when I picked in January. So let's, let's ride it out. And he's uh, putting well and he's ball striking well, but 
The last seven U.S. Open champions have been bombers, and Scheffler fits more of that than I think Shoffley does. So interesting stuff. We'll see how it goes. A show from... Hey, sports fans. This is Andy Dorf. Check out my show, Dorf on Sports, Byline Sunday, each and every Sunday, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific time on Dorf on Sports, on the Sports Byline USA radio network and sportsbyline.com. Follow us on iHeartRadio Talk and stay in touch 24-7. A special news and update station you control. That's iHeartRadio.com slash talk. You're listening to the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network.